Hey guys, welcome back to Mari's Music. My name is Mari Rutsch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And we have a lot to talk about. How are you doing today, Spoon? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's always a good day when we're talking very cool Martin guitars. Not just that, but I got to tell you, it took me a little while to get used to this podcast format, not being on camera. But it's so cool, because nobody <laughs> knows that you're eating lunch <laughs> while you're working. So I'm going to... I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this format for a pretty long time. Might I advise avoiding peanut butter in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was quoted a long time ago by Clayton Ayers. Don't tell me what kind of show to have, and uh, I stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's going to be a really good show. Let me just take this last bite of pizza. And before anybody out there gets jealous, it's cold, inexpensive Pennsylvania pizza. Spoon's the one that gets the real stuff. And I saw a really good post on Facebook. Looks like you're eating right in the neighborhood. Yes, indeed. There's a place down by the World Trade Center in Manhattan that is, as usual, way too expensive because it's right in the tourist district. Uh, it's right above the stage door deli. But they actually... I have above average pizza and he will do a vegetable pizza for me that's um, absolutely piled with different kinds of peppers and broccoli and spinach and and whatnot. So yeah, pretty awesome. Very good, very good. Let's get back to the subject at hand. We've done the 15 series, we've done the X series, we've done the road series. It's time to do the 17 series from Martin. And I think this might be the one series that I'm actually most interested about. Uh, we became a dealer, of course, back in 2003. And I remember some 17s, but before we get too far into the weeds on the modern versions, can you please take us down memory lane and tell us a little bit about the history of the Martin 17 series? Oh, it's a pretty interesting, complicated history. So if you want to actually start with history, uh, Martin's style 17 goes way back in the early 1900s. I'll only go back to the early 1900s. It uh, had mahogany back and sides. But then when Martin changed style 18 to mahogany back and sides, they got rid of style 17 briefly. And then it resurfaced um, around the uh, Great Depression era with mahogany top. And they made it in style 00, 14 foot 00 and O. And they probably made also uh, some 12 fret versions in smaller bodies earlier. But what people usually remember is the double O or the O 17s with a mahogany top. It had uh, very similar to the modern day 15 series. Uh, style 15 didn't show up until 1940 and it had uh, originally had a spruce top and then went to uh, a mahogany top. So the 17s were made up into the 1950s and into the 1960s, part of the whole folk boom. I think they even made a tenor in style 17 that a, a, a mahogany top. And they then went away. And then the modern era shows up, the Chris Martin era, and they come out with the 15s that are quite popular with the matte finish and the mahogany top back and sides. Sometimes they had a rosewood fingerboard and bridge. Sometimes they had a ebony fingerboard and bridge. Sometimes they even had a, I think a, uh, a ritualite fingerboard and bridge. And they came out with the new 17s, 
the beginning of the what we would call the 17 series really and those guitars uh, were like the 15s but they had full bracing under them under the hood and they had a full gloss finish and they had a, a white line inlaid around the edge of the top like the 17s from the 1930s and were basically an upscale 15 and i think those are the 17s that you were referring to when we were talking about your um the your shop first opening right right and these new modern 17s had a spruce top and they were basically a 15 series with a spruce top and i think some of the big box store uh companies were ordering custom 15 series of the spruce top and basically charging them up and charging a lot of money for them uh when in fact they still had an mt neck joint still had that simplified uh one style bracing and so forth so martin went ahead and said dealers are not allowed to do that anymore and they came out with their own 17s it was a d17 a 12 fret triple o 17. they might have also done a 14 fret double o i don't remember now but these 17s had a reddish almost a brick red finish to them and a particular burst top that was similar to an amber burst but fit more into that reddish color and um they didn't last very long at all and suddenly they were gone i guess they just didn't catch on and then we didn't have 17s for a while lo and behold chris martin got into designing guitars like the like the CEO 7 and the CEO 6 that were actually based on depression era Gibson guitar company designs. So that slope shoulder dreadnought, which if you go back far enough, you can say Gibson slope shoulder jumbo is actually based on Martin's original slope shoulder dreadnought. Yeah. And then also the, uh, the L double size, which became the double O long Martin design. And so Chris Martin took that a step further and came out with today's 17 series, which are very lightly built instruments that were inspired by the mail order catalogs of the Depression era and the people out on the prairie ordering their guitars from Sears and Roebuck or Montgomery Ward. And so these guitars, the modern 17 series, have a lot of very cool vintage vibe. They have a special cosmetic finishes they have white button tuners they have a unstained rosewood fingerboard and bridge they have a very uh traditional early 20th century martin bridge that's a straight bridge it's not a belly bridge and it's not a pyramid bridge and those were used in the 19 teens and then were then brought out in, during the depression on on certain budget models and they have a really interesting finish that's basically a one coat finish it's so thin that you can feel the grain of the wood the, the mahogany backs uh, and sides of the modern 17s and you can feel the guitars uh, feel so alive you barely play them and you can just feel the, uh, it resonating through that back into your body and in your lap so lightly built lightly braced they have the modern simple dovetail neck joint which is a big improvement over the over the old m t neck joint that's still used in mexico and they have 
uh, full complement of bracing, forward shifted scallop bracing, really responsive. They're very bright and vibrant instruments. They actually ship them with the Monell retro strings to warm them up a little bit because I think some people find them a little too bright. But I, I think that very, very quick, uh, reflective, snappy sound, uh, there's a certain appeal to it. There's a lot of air behind it. There's something very vintagey about it. So that brings us up to today's 17 series. So it's true that not all the 17s were always painted like the squadron? <laughs> yes, before we get into the new coolest uh, uh, member of the 17 series, there are two other 17 series models still standing after the terrible two years of COVID lockdown. And one of them is the DSS 17. This modern 17 series did not have a dreadnought in it for quite a while. And uh, it had a 00L, it had a 12 fret double O, and it had the 14 fret triple O 17 that is also still available today. But the DSS with the big slope shoulder uh, shape, and it has a Whiskey Sunset burst on the top that um, is reminiscent of the uh, Gibsons and some of the other uh, 1930s builders of that time. Very uh, sort of country western cowboy uh, look to that burst. I always think that Mar Martin bursts like that kind of look like a, uh, a guitar pick, like shaped kind of like a guitar pick. But Whiskey Sunset, it actually sort of takes off the top of that shape. So uh, jet black shoulders down into this really beautiful uh, orangish amber glow to it. So um, that's the DSS. Again, full complement of bracing, but with the light finish, the um, extra small bridge and small bridge plate. So uh, very uh, vintagey guitar. And it's one of my favorite Martins that you can get right now. I think the DSS-17 is very cool. The back is solid mahogany. Uh, simple, does not have binding on the back, does not have a back strip. So again, similar to some of those mail order guitars. And then the other option is the triple O short scale, triple O 17, same bridge, same necks. They all have the modern high performance neck, white button tuners. And this you have uh, your choice of two different finishes. You can get the whiskey sunset or you can get the black smoke. And it's one of the only black Martins available uh, from Martin. And it has a very cool white pick guard on it. And uh, the rosewood bridge and fingerboard are really quite quite stunning with the uh, black smoke finish. And if you get close up to them, it's not like a gloss finish like you got on the Johnny Cash. Because of that very thin matte finish, you still see the wood grain coming through the black stain on the guitar. So that's very cool and also very, very 1930s-like. So, um, so very cool guitars. Do you have either of those in stock these days? We do have some. We have the Triple O 17 Whiskey Sunset in stock at the time of this taping. Uh, the DSS 17 Whiskey Sunset is here, both lefty and righty, for those players who like to uh, play two guitars at the same time with both arms. Uh, <laughs> but the one, <laughs> I was going to name somebody, but I, I don't know anybody like that. The Triple O 17 E Black Smoke, uh, we're not going to see that until March. So it's kind of strange. Some stock is coming in a little bit more quickly than you think. Other guitars are where they should be as far as forecasting. And then there are some models for some reason that are just out into, you know, 16 months or more. It's, it's been a little bit of a, 
of a roller coaster ride and an uphill battle to get some stock and keep some things in stock. We have maybe almost 200 Martins in stock right now, but we might have seven D35s, four HD28s, and we're still waiting on one 0018. So uh, the number of guitars the dealers are carrying right now doesn't always mean, oh, you have a lot of guitars, you must have a good selection across the board. Some of the holes in the lineup are still taking a long time to fill, mm -hmm. but we do have some of the Whiskey Sunsets. And I, you made a couple of points uh, a few moments ago about the finish breathing and being very, very, very light. If you're a fan of Martin guitars, but sometimes you think they're either too heavily finished or too glossy, and the 17s should be something you seriously look at because these guitars almost feel like they're not finished finishing them. They're so thin, they're so light. It's the one series in the whole catalog that I always tell our customers, it's not that signature Martin growl that has the, uh, the hyped low mid-range and the bassy thickness. These guitars, if anything, are thinner than you might think they would be if you're coming from the standpoint that you think you know the 15s, you know the standard series. This is not a series that borrows a lot of that other thick voice, at least to my ears. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And, and I think that's a selling point because they are unusual and they are unique sounding and it's not a sound. I mean, I think the closest thing I can think of you can come to it is uh, Collings also makes a, uh, a line of guitars that are similar same idea based on the same kind of guitars from the 1930s but they do not sound exactly the same and i think uh, i think martins are a more affordable and the martin 17s and also i think their their tone is uh is truly unique and for people who want something different who already have their d35 or already have their uh, d18 and want something that is uh still made by martin but it's going to give them a, a different sound, a, a lighter, prettier, more effervescent kind of sound. Uh, I would highly recommend they look at the 17s. You also mentioned the electronics. Uh, the uh, series originally did not come with electronics, and that was uh, also a later edition where they, where they decided to add uh, that as an option. So that's very cool that you have at least uh, one of those on order. Those of you guys out there listening to this program with an eye on the electronic side of things, the Matrix VT Enhanced from Fishman is a really, really nice system. It does blend the undersaddle pickup sound with a bridge plate sensor, and it really does balance a little bit of the immediacy you get from an undersaddle pickup with the responsiveness and maybe not microphone quality from the top, but the, the fact that the top and the soundboard and the bridge plate are moving it, it definitely is a second source dual source kind of sound and when it first came out a lot of our customers were a little bit unhappy with it if you turn the volume all the way up on the bridge plate sensor but if you blend it to taste it really really can sound very real yes i think it's important uh to realize that that you want to blend it not only uh to your taste but to the room to the sound system you're dealing with uh, whether you're uh, recording direct uh, but that enhance bridge plate sensor isn't like um, like a K&K &K or something like that. It's not designed to really work by itself. It's designed to pick up the sound of the wood and blend it with that, that uh, pickup. And I tend to roll that off uh, till very little and I just add in just enough to get the effect when I've been uh, playing a guitar that had that system. 
I think it's great that uh, you've ordered that with that system too, because again, when the guitars below the standard series for a long time, you couldn't get that system on a guitar like a 17. You could all, only get something that had, you know, just the basic pickup. And so now you get the opportunity to have the, the volume and tone control and the enhance uh, on a 17. I think that's really cool. So uh, good for Martin for uh, expanding the options. Absolutely. All right, Spoon, I have a question for you, and I want to frame it a certain way because I have to think our listeners might be thinking of two Martin series in similar ways. Where if Do we they... have to listen to you? Uh, <laughs> just just for a second, Homer. Um, I When customers ask me about buying a Martin guitar that's a little bit different and they don't want to spend the money to get into the standard series, I think a lot of those customers would look at the 15s, but they would also look at the 17s. Do you find some similarities there as well? Yes, and they're not as similar as they were when the 17s had a mahogany top, but that's now the point. There's people who want a Martin guitar that's made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, but for whatever reason, they don't want to go up to the price level of the standard series. So you can look at your 16 series, but 16 series uh, is still pretty pricey compared to the rest of the guitar market out there. And so they look to the 15 series, the great bargain from guitars that are made in Nazareth. But some people either don't like the looks of the mahogany top or they don't like the sound of a mahogany top because that's a unique sound. The 17 series gives you that option. It gives you the spruce top on a ridiculously affordable Martin for what you're getting. And I think that's uh, a good option for them to look at. And so, you know, they can consider, do you want to go with mahogany top? But if you really want the sound of a Sitka spruce top and a mahogany back and sides at a very good price, then for me, it's a no brainer. Uh, you have your short scale triple O and you have your long scale slope shoulder dreadnought. And, uh, you know, and right there is a two guitar collection that, that I think some people would be really happy to have. So hearing you say that, it makes me think of something else now. I'm going to put on my customer cap and take a minute to not be a seller, but I want to be a buyer. If I'm looking at the Martin guitars and I want to buy something Nazareth made and I don't want to get a 16 and I don't want to get an 18, if you take a look at a triple O 17, except for the fact that it's a black finish, are you surprised that the triple O 17 sounds so different from the triple O 18? And if so, why? I'm not surprised because of how they're made. The finish has a lot to do with that brighter, more airy sound. So too does the Rosewood fingerboard and bridge. And it is not a full-size bridge, so it's got less dampening going on. And Rosewood is already not nearly as dense as ebony. So that gives you the brighter, lighter tone and the bracing though it has the same layout and technically the same bracing as the 16s and 17s. I know people at Martin that refer to the 17 bracing as being its own thing. So I don't know if they're purposely somehow carving it lighter, but they don't sound the same. And it's not all just the bridge and the smaller bridge plate. I think the finish is the main thing. That lighter finish has that... Uh, those back and sides vibrating in a, in, in a different way. Also, uh, it's not made from genuine mahogany. It's gonna be made from some species of African mahogany. It's gonna be made with Sapelli 
or a SIPO. I mean, once in a while, genuine mahogany may show up on a 17, but it's not really, they consider it all mahogany now, but obviously they're putting the genuine mahogany on the 18s. And if it filters down because the, their supply is so generous at a particular time that you can uh, occasionally see genuine mahogany on a 15 or a 16 or a 17. But that also has a lot to do with the, with the brighter sound compared to genuine mahogany. So it's really a testament to what Martin can do with the same exact body size and scale length and factory. Uh, you can take the 00018 or the 00017, I don't want to say mold, but the, the basic idea for an instrument and really arrive at a very different voice when the whole thing is finished. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I keep saying that's, that's, uh, they are uh, a unique uh, option for people who either uh, affordability-wise don't want to go with this mahogany top of a 15 want a spruce top and with the full X-bracing and the two tone bars under the X-brace and all that. Or they are specifically want something that ha is a very lively, responsive guitar that uh, has a lot of punchy, uh, sort of uh, vintagey snap to it. Um, again, they were focusing these guitars on those mail order guitars from the 1930s, the line and Healy guitars that were in, sold by Montgomery Ward and and I don't and Sears who sold a you know variety of different companies and stuff. So it's kind of Martin's uh, homage to those cool, affordable guitars from that era, but still made by Martin. It's still unique. It still sounds different than anybody else's version of those, you know, those kind of guitars. And I meant to mention this earlier, but we had a customer a couple of years ago who designed and ordered a custom shop version of the DSS 17 Whiskey Sunset in a jumbo. And man, you should have heard that thing. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Yeah, I would think I would think that would be very cool. Unfortunately, Martin doesn't allow people to order custom guitars anymore in in the 17s or 15s, which is uh, too bad because I've always thought uh, that that would make a good 12 string too, actually. A jumbo size with that kind of light construction. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, can't do it, but really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what, what other ideas do you have that we can't do? <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I'm not kidding. I, I had, I used to imagine getting a jumbo 15 with a cutaway and in a 12 string too. But nowadays, uh, Martin will only do that if a dealer's ordering, you know, a big run of them, you know, as a model, you know, so if somebody wants one of those guitars, just call Maury and say you want 25 of them and he might be able to work it out for you. <laughs> well, let's finally talk about one of the coolest Martins from the 2022 NAMM show. Robert Getzel's D17 Squadron is so cool. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's special, not just because of the amazing artwork that's on the front. It's also the first 14 fret dreadnought with the traditional Martin square shoulder shape that's in the 17 series. So it's got the same, you call it mold, it's using the same mold as a, a D18, as opposed to that slope shoulder shape. So they did the square shoulders 17s with the mahogany tops and that brief period when they were basically a 15 with a spruce top, but this modern 17s. This is the first one. And uh, very, very cool 
uh, looking guitar. If people haven't seen this yet, it's pretty startling. And for people who are not that familiar with aviation history, there are large number of people who love nose art, the art that was painted on often uh, military aircraft, but not just military aircraft, on the nose. And one of the most iconic of all time was the nose art on the uh, squadron called the Flying Tigers. That wasn't their official name, but that's what they became known as. And the Flying Tigers had uh, this nose art with this big, sharp-toothed grin and these big eyes with the eyebrows pointing down like uh, like a tiger or an, even looks kind of like a shark to me, but, you know, a tiger looking very happy that it's about to pounce on its prey. And, uh, and that's what they use on the, this guitar. But it's not just that. It also has the exhaust ports of the uh, airplane and the rivets of the steel or aluminum skin of the airplane. So, uh, and it's extremely realistic. It's historically absolutely accurate. Let's pause for a moment and listen to a sound sample of a Martin 17 series. This is the D-17 Squadron. So, uh, yeah, Robert, of course, has made uh, uh, many paintings for Martin Guitar, uh, but this is certainly one of the most interesting, most historic, and, and coolest-looking ones. I'd really love to get him on the podcast sometime with us, and you just got to promise me I get to talk a little bit by the time you guys get started. <laughs> well, yeah, you've known him uh, very well. You guys are friends. Why don't you tell people a little more about him? Well, he's really a, a super nice guy. I got to meet him very briefly at an unofficial Martin Guitar Forum event maybe three, four years ago. Uh, he was walking into the lobby and he was going to do a presentation. And we quickly exchanged, you know, hey, I, I'd love to get you to come up to the store. And, you know, he was he was in the middle of starting a, a big thing, so I didn't want to take a lot of his time. Honestly, lost touch for a little while, but then we got to spend a lot of time with him at the Summer NAMM show a couple years ago. And then most recently, the last time we saw him was together at the Martin Museum, uh, he's actually been in charge of a lot of the renovations there and together with Jason Honor. They're a team that are, are putting together the new upgraded version of the museum that you can see if you go visit the place Monday through Friday in Nazareth. And uh, we got a really nice opportunity to sit back and talk with him, uh, you know, at least a couple times in the last couple of months. And he has a lot to say about these uh, collaborations. He's done way more than we can find time to talk about during this program. But most of the modern 
art you would see on the Martin guitar tops, whether it's the 17 or custom shop things like the Robert Getzel 2 and the Robert Getzel 5 that just launched at the NAMM show. Uh, most of the time you see a Martin guitar top that's not just a Martin guitar top, it's Robert. And he's a, he's a real talented guy, and I, I would love to sit him down with you and, and we'd have a nice, uh, a nice conversation for sure. Yeah, of course, he, he was a uh, professional artist really his whole life and started to do this stuff for Martin and got more and more involved with Martin. And like you said, now he's actually doing some uh, hands-on design work in terms of the, the space at the visitor center, which is very cool. But yeah, so this is, uh, this is a very unique piece. It's got the same construction values as, as the standard a 17 series. So it's got that light finish on the back. It's got the light construction. It's got the, uh, the very wonderful liveliness to the, uh, the sound and responsiveness of the guitar. Um, so it's based on the, the other 17s, but it's got the square shoulder dread sound shape rather. And which of course gives it a different, slightly different sound than the slope shoulder guitar. But then you have that amazing artwork. And I don't think photos will do it justice. I know um, everybody keeps saying that. But the most uh, startling thing for me is the three-dimensional look of the thing from across the room or even really in photographs, but, but in real life much more so. Those exhaust ports look like you could go over and pick the guitar up from them when you see it from across the room. And what he did, he did a very very different technique for this than he's ever done before. He was not painting on canvas. He's painting on wood and he took wood and he screwed uh, slats of wood together to mimic the panels uh, that would be on the uh, fuselage of a Curtis P40. And the P40 was a early single wing fighter plane that the United States, it was already considered obsolete at the start of the Second World War, and they had sold it to other countries like Mexico and China. And the Flying Tigers were actually in operation fighting in World War II before the United States entered the war. This was a squadron in the Chinese Air Force that was made up in exclusively of volunteer American pilots that went over to fight for the uh, Chinese government against the Empire of Japan. And many of the pilots that uh, survived, once the war started, that uh, squadron was then brought in to the Army Air Corps, which then very quickly became the Army Air Force. And so you have these hotshot daredevil pilots operating in these, uh, what are already considered old aircrafts, but doing a tremendous job and, and uh, extremely brave young men who were expert daredevil pilots. And the P-40 that was used in the early 40s had a, a different color green on the fuselage, and that's what we get here. So we're actually seeing what was a United States Air Force P-40 color. And so you have that green on the fuselage, but then he actually painted the screws and actually then painted bolts in. But those screws were actually uh, real screws that he was modeling. And that also gives it that amazing texture, three-dimensional texture to the what's supposed to be aluminum skin. So really super cool. And uh, 
almost, you know, I just I'm always um, astounded at what he's able to do as a painter. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't try my Segway skills here. It's the summer of 2022. We're talking about fighter pilots. Spoon, do we have time to get your honest impressions of the movie Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> didn't see it. I guess we're the only two people who haven't seen that movie. And uh, somebody out there, watch it and tell us what you think so we don't have to go. <laughs> but we do have to go. It's almost that time, Spoon. We hope you guys have enjoyed the program. If you have, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We might even read your review on the air. Appraiser Dave says, This was a fun and informative look at the Martin 15 series. Mari and Spoon have good chemistry together. Thank you very much, Dave. That's very cool. Yes, thank you very much, Dave. That was very nice of you. Well, Spoon, you know what the music means. We're out of time. I want to thank you for the great conversation. I want to thank all of our listeners. From all of us at Mari's Music, thanks for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Mari's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. <laughs>